What's up, Warriors? I'm Kaylee. And I'm Betsy. And this is the Not Your Mama Pod. Hi, B. Hi, friend. So I just cut off a personal conversation because we have to talk about your impromptu outing and how cool it was. So recap for everyone else that we're now letting in our personal conversation. Oh, well, I had a really bad week of PMDD last week, like really bad week. Like my hormones were extremely low all week. I was just in a, an extreme funk. I felt yeah. myself start to come out of it Friday-ish. And so my friend texted me Friday night and she just said, hey, do you have any interest in going to an Alicia Keys concert tomorrow? And um, because I do not have children, I am able to to say absolutely also how how did y'all get tickets the day before like this is so cool she actually bought them saturday morning so she hadn't even bought them friday night because we were waiting for a couple other people to respond to be like hey are you guys coming you know kind of come with us or whatever and so yeah she she bought them saturday morning and uh we got there and she like bought cheap ones they were like 30 bucks whatever we got there they ended up being club seats so we had like the cushiest (laughs) chairs and like so much leg room and we had like glass like tables I was gonna say it looked like really good seats we had our own bar like it was it was super bougie for 30 I was like I have to assume that it's like a company owns these seats and they were just reselling them or something like that like they're probably for entertaining but uh but yeah they were like dirt cheap and they were like so good so um yeah we went to dinner beforehand we made a little night of it it was a great time uh, so you guys posted an Instagram story of like the sassiest hip swaying walk on the way in. And I was like, <laughs> where's this girl going? Like, she told me no plans. <laughs> we talk about everything. And then you got in there and posted a story. And I was like, there's no way she impromptu got to go to Alicia Keys. I, like, I did. I was what I life was is wild. this? I was so wild. And it was the, the concert did not start till eight o'clock at night in Cleveland. Yeah. So an hour away at eight o'clock at night, I think until after midnight. I was just wild and I, but I was really glad I was so glad I said yes to it and it yeah. was such a fun experience and um I'm trying to like occasionally do things that break out of my like routine because you know I get yeah. stuck in that 7 45 starting my bedtime routine like I and I do I will never deny it so I'm trying yeah. like just I've been to really live life yes I've been better this year about like making sure I'm doing stuff like on Thursday nights, we've been going to muse live music in the park or whatever, and so I don't get home until like a little after eight. So I'm starting <laughs> You're so. like, I'm just out here living. I yeah. I have the same sentiment on both things. So PMDD, I literally just made a post. I um got lucky and I didn't have horrible PMDD last month. Had a really good period. I'm getting to that point where that cycle's starting again, and yeah. I could tell it is because like I purged followers today and yeah which I love to do, but I purge people that don't speak to where I'm at in life. And then I also could tell, like, I was kind of irritated at some situations that are not new and not in it, not a me thing. Right. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, so obviously my mood's not great, but I'm okay. I'm not depressed. I'm not like yeah. where it can get to. And so anyway, I went and got my eyebrows hinted instead of tinted today. Oh, yeah. Look at them. They're gorgeous. Uh, they, they look are great. gorgeous. How long will that last? uh she said four to six weeks that's pretty impressive and like it 
so for people who cannot see my gorgeous eyebrows, um, henna like dyes the skin under my eyebrows. So my eyebrows actually look a lot darker as if I pencil them in where a tint, I still sometimes had to add color. So interesting. So fun. So quick. So easy. I went and got them and they looked so good, but it was also so fun because it's a friend that I've made. Honestly, I made because I made an appointment after one of my major surgeries and went to go get my eyebrows done and ended up being with somebody who had endometriosis and so we connected like immediately but she's such a good human and a friend and just walking out of that little like engagement with her I was like wow I'm really happy and I realized like it just I have to connect with the good people I'm maybe more sensitive to the bad people but I'm with a good bunch like my mood could go way high still and that's definitely an improvement in PMD man I hated everyone and everything last week like I could I was trying everything to pull myself out of it and it just it was not happening and yeah it was just I mean some some months are just rough like I feel like in June I did really well like but yeah July kicked my little butt it happens like that and I think we also forget like we also are allowed to have bad days and so because PMDD just like stomps us sometimes. I feel like we're like yeah. pent up and extra energy and yeah. you want to be so positive all the other times. Like sometimes you just can't work your way out of it. Yeah. Um, but as long as you're actively trying to like improve yourself, I do think it allows a stoppage, right? Like you prevent yourself from getting super low. At least I do. Like if I even yeah. go throughout the whole day and just say, I want to get 1% happier. So yeah dancing coffee whatever maybe just going to bed after work because I can do that right Um, as long as I go with that mindset even if I don't achieve that one percent I do end up not going like any further in the hole which is and like for me you know I talk about like I was just talking about my routine like how important it is to me that's really important especially like in those low hormonal slumps for me like because I walk Luna every morning and Mm -hmm there was so many days I did not want to, but I was like, if I don't, she's not going to get out all day, like, because it was too hot. And so obviously I know that's good for my own mental state too, because if I didn't have her, like I probably would have laid on the couch all the, you know, all day long, whatever. So, um, I think having those routines already in place is really important for me also. So yeah. Cause it keeps you accountable and keeps you moving. Yeah. I agree. And then I was going to talk about living life because I feel like I'm in that era with you where I'm I'm traveling quite a bit, but I'm connecting with people or going and doing things. And I did that this weekend. Um, I went out and had drinks, which girl, I don't like alcohol anymore. Like it's just yeah. not for me at all. But I went out and had a half a drink and then tried to have another one and paid for it. I did not drink it, but went out and had a good time. And like, I didn't really know where I wanted to go. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I ended up going to a restaurant that I really like. It was their last night open. I got to connect with them. But like, here's the beauty of it. I would have never known they were closing until they were gone. Cause I don't follow them online. Um, I walk in, the kitchen's already done. Last meal served. They're like, you can still have a drink. And I was like, yeah, it's fine. And so we sit down and we're having drinks and the mother of the owner came over and was like, thank you for joining us for our last night. And I was like, what? Aww. And so yeah. I was like, well, that's really cool that I got to show up for them. But then because of that, I found out she's opening a different event or, or a different business that has like things that I'm highly into and I would have okay. never known. So it's, it's an area of town where my tattoo artist actually is, but like, I'd never look for bars there. Yeah. And, um, it's a bar but she's doing like private cooking classes and all sorts of stuff so I am so excited because now I'm like 
I am going to be there. And there's like a VIP member program. And I'm just like, see, yeah, this is something that like, not only I could go do, but like, I truly will enjoy doing. Yeah. And I'm like, I would have never known if I just sat in the house and like, didn't push myself to just go have a weird experience. Like it doesn't have yeah. to be perfectly planned. It doesn't have to be aesthetic. Just like go out and do something and just see how something. it feels. Yeah. And that's what I, I randomly the other day was like, I think it was like when I was deep in that like funk, I was like, I need to like do like something. So yeah, I was looking up, we have a, a like a local um, art academy that they have a bunch of classes. So um, I looked up like they were having, they were just starting a ceramics and pottery class, whatever, but it had started that day and I couldn't go that day. And I was like, oh, I'll have to look up that for that for next yeah. time, because I feel like I, that would be something I would enjoy. Oh yeah. And um, it was like reasonably priced. So it wasn't bad. So I feel like I need to like do something like that. But sometimes I think I get overwhelmed with the fact that they're like multiple week obligations Yeah, because I'm never going to, I don't ever know how I'm going to feel or if I, I feel like doing that. I feel like I get more stressed out if I'm trying to do something by myself. Yeah. Like if I have a friend to go with, it works out really well, but I have such an eclectic interest that like, yeah, my friends don't transfer to most things or they don't live in the same city as me angry right. at you um and so I'm like well like I want to do pottery and I've been like you know should I do a pottery date night should I do this should I do this and yeah the other day I realized I was like why wouldn't I just go just go well just I, go. I that's what I said I would have gone by myself like I 100% would have but um like some of the other ones like uh there was like a beginner salsa class like oh my gosh so fun. and I, I was like that's one I would never go by myself because I'm not like I'm not comfortable with that yeah. so I would want somebody else who's like equally as awkward as I am because I know I would be terrible at that but I love it probably it. would also be a great deal of fun so much fun and like I think that's the experience is what it's worth um I went to a girls day yesterday which kind of a big deal I know I I I don't feel comfortable in big groups of people I don't know very well because there's yeah there's gonna be some topic that could be like hurtful or whatever yeah or even if it's not hurtful like I think I just very sensitive when I think people are like not thoughtful enough (laughs) like it's just a sensitivity thing and so I went I was like okay it's at noon I'm gonna be out of here by like two three like whatever always give yourself an out same yeah I left at yeah. five. Look at you. It was so fun. And I'm just like, wow, like opening up myself to like yeah. get past like, the icks and to like really get to know people instead yeah. of having such high walls up. Like making so girlfriends in like my late 20s, my early 30s has been like my favorite thing because I have way more girlfriends than I've ever had in my entire life. Same. And like, that was never my thing. Like I didn't, I didn't ever hang out with people like, yeah. um, but I, I have like a really good gr- group of girlfriends that I see all yeah. of the time now. So I love that. It's great. Like, and I have like different sisterhoods, like girlfriends from States away, like people I could call in a pinch. It's, it's really freaking cool. I was telling somebody the other day, your twenties are super fun. Um, unless you have endo or infertility, yeah. then you're probably depressed through a good chunk of them. Most of it. <laughs> All of us. But the twenties are good, right? And somebody, yeah. was like, somebody yesterday was like, I'm turning 27. How's 27? I was like, it's good. Twenties yeah. are good. Uh, thirties are great. And she's like, yeah. why that? And I go, you stop wanting to 
fit in or you stop trying to figure yourself out a little bit. You just stop caring as much, I think. Yeah. The cool thing though about like not starting to not care about fitting in is that you also find the people who don't care to fit in and they are like the best humans. Like they're the coolest people. So it is. And like, don't get me wrong. You have your interests and maybe you are really cool and you fit in and life is perfect for you. Like that's legit. I'm sure you have some really good friends, but for me, it's just like, giving up that pressure and just choosing to be happy has led me to people who I can be happy with. And it's, yeah, it also has less pressure on the friendship. Like it's just good. Like I love it. I also have very, very low maintenance friends. Yeah. Extremely low maintenance friends, which is my favorite thing ever. Like no one expects anything like, I mean, extremely low maintenance. So low maintenance, high respect reward. Broke high reward guys. yeah yeah i'm gonna say low maintenance but it's also because like you're not gonna do me dirty like, yeah it's i i understand low, who you are right? i should say like a low effort yeah big, like big reward maybe i don't know if that's the right thing to say either but it doesn't uh, take a whole production to be friends if you cancel yeah. if you need to change it's easy they love you they whatever but you just yeah, like show up and you have fun I mean, like I went to my friend's house for two hours yesterday just to like sit in her pool. Well, she did make me do a workout. Like, (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome. But, you know, I just took my book and she was watching tennis on her phone or whatever. And I was just, just we were just hanging out. So, my favorite friends are the ones I just exist with, just can be. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, how are you doing physically? Very okay. I said actually, I feel like I've been bloated for quite a few days and I don't know why that is. Um, Yeah. It might just be where cyclically something going on. Um, Are we still doing the beans? I'm doing some beans. We're way lower in beans. And actually like I was so much less bloated when I was doing beans really regularly. Interesting. But it's like, I think I'm trying to find that balance. Like when I was eating beans, I don't think I was eating enough protein. Like, yeah. And beans are so filling that it's really hard for me to get my protein and it's just such a like a a balancing act and like I'm I'm working really hard on protein right now yeah and building my booty <laughs> cheekage the cakes yeah. I saw them yeah. I was like I saw that work girl <laughs> let me send you all the booty songs <laughs> all the bo- all the booty songs um so yeah I don't know I think it's just a balance I just need to figure it out and yeah. I will but Awesome. But I'm eating and eating healthy and eating well and eating I made a really joy. Yeah, yes. And I, I do. I feel like physically I feel good. I feel you know, sometimes you just don't feel good and um I feel like transitioning onto the bean protocol, I had like this time where I felt really junky. Like yeah. you always feel kind of like blah, like yeah. you're eating a lot of beans, whatever. Um so I don't feel like that. I mean, I'm eating really normally, so it's not like anything, uh, anything, but no, I feel okay. I feel fine physically. Yeah. How about you? I'm good. (laughs) So knock on on some wood somewhere close. I know, right. I'm sure there's been issues like here and there, like we have a chronic illness and nothing's hundred percent smooth sailing, but I had a pain-free period last time. I'm going into my next one. It's feeling good. I think a lot of my hard work is coming out. Um, this round, last round, I was like super bloated, which is like, shoot, I'll take some bloating yeah. instead of pain. Right. right but, like I was kind of sure. disappointed because I had a photo shoot and I was like, my boobs are touching my face. Like I just felt gross. I haven't yeah. had any of that. So I've been very, very conscious of like 
not splurging with any foods, like just yeah. trying to be really putting myself in the best place, sleeping a lot. Um, yeah, but physically I feel good. You guys dealing with any of the fire stuff? Not too bad. It's, I no. mean, it's, it's, we haven't had great air quality in two months Yeah, compared to previous years, but not right. like walking outside and not being able to see the sky. Like you guys are our friends out in New Jersey. I know Ooh. it's crazy. So yeah, this morning it looked like a glowing ball of fire. Yeah. Which is crazy. Cause we are like, we're a day trip of driving to each other. So the yeah. fact that like our climates can be so different, but other times be like the exact same is I also like looked at the map and it's so weird how it's flowing like through the U.S. from Canada. Yeah, because it's like Michigan is fine, which you would think like it's closer to Canada. So you'd think it was worse. But yeah, no, it's like just the way it flows is just like, oh, Kansas City put out an article like last time it was like real bad and people were seeing it. It was like a week after that. And they were like, the smog you're seeing in Kansas City has nothing to do with Canada. It's our pollution. And I was like, we're, oh. we're just polluted here. I was like, appreciate that. <laughs> like, it was just funny that they had to like set the record straight. This is not Canada's fault. It's us. And I was like, like love that for us. Love that Perfect. for us. Like you could have lied. So I appreciate the honesty. Um, so before we jump into today's topic. Oh, do we have a real topic? No, we do. <laughs> but I'm going to sideline us one more time. I did something cool, B. What? I launched a pilot program for another business I and I realized <laughs> something about that. I realized I posted it. I actually talked about it on radiate with Rita's podcast. Cause we are going to be working together in the future. And I was like, we haven't recorded one-on-one for me to be able to actually like talk about it, talk about it. So I thought I'd give myself a little self-promotion. I you am should. starting my journey to be a endo and fertility life coach. And I'm super excited. Good for you. I'm excited for you. Anyone who works with Kaylee is going to be extremely lucky and it'll be worth it. Excited. I think this podcast has done a, like a lot of it. I've done professional coaching in the past, but this podcast has really opened up, you know, these, these areas of my life to the public and talking through it. And I spend so much of my time connecting with people because it serves my soul. And I love yeah. to help somebody because I've asked for help so many times and now it's just turning into a little business venture where I want to dedicate time and provide resources. Um, so my pilot program, I think it's set in stone with all my participants. Um, I, I know quality of people matter more than quantity to me right now. For sure. We're doing and the amount of time you can spend with each person instead of the number yeah. of people that you can. Well, and I really want to iron it out and make sure I'm providing the best service. So this is a for sure three months of free uh, coaching, which is outrageous, but yeah, you know, we're meeting, we're doing follow-ups, we're doing uh, groups, like this is going to transition into my happy hours, into in-person retreats. I'm super excited. Love that. It, and it will also let me understand like what my capacity is with the yeah. real nine to five, seven to four job with the podcast, with the couple podcasts I edit, you know, with my life and with the chronic illness. So I really want to be able to like walk it out because if I'm not yeah. able to do it in a way that's going to be serving somebody then I that would never like take that responsibility on 15 more things than I want to do <laughs> just kidding. I just I I might have ADHD you thrive. I really you hyperactive thrive. yeah I'm you really thrive, good if like, I enjoy to think like if I'm schedule yeah yeah no yeah I don't like being no yeah 
I don't know what that is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't. And like, I used to think it was because I was controlling and don't get me wrong. I'm control freak, but I also realized like a lot of doing those things bring me joy. So going to the gym brings me joy, even if I'm just going to go in there and do a small workout or if I break a workout into two days so I could go like last Saturday, I was ecstatic to get up and clean my house to go to the gym and to go to Target. Like, and I got a Starbucks. I was like, this is like what I want to do on a Saturday morning. Okay. This is what feeds my soul. So I like being busy. And I, but I also learned to not make sporadic decisions when I'm coming out of PMDD in a cycle where I have that boost of energy. Cause sometimes I'd overcommit and then I want to want to do it in the weeks to follow. So I've been building this for a really long time. For me, at least it's PMDD week. I want to quit everything. Like I want to eliminate everything from my life. And then like coming out of it, you're like, oh yeah, I can do that. Like I can do that. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then I overcommit or like, I just, what I tell my therapist is I feel like me again. And so then I get really excited about life and then I do too much and then I can't keep hold of it. So I've had to be very idealistic with like only adding the right things yeah giving myself grace and also making sure my time is spent in the proper way so I love the gym but I have a tendency to overwork out so yeah like these are my days for the gym workouts like just kind of making myself hold myself accountable to be healthy in all aspects I love that um I was gonna say I'm doing I'm doing something very adult tomorrow tell me your adult things I am going to get a skin check <gasps> for like cancer. I'm going to get, yeah, like all skin, yeah, just in general, preventative. When are you? But is this something we're supposed to do as an adult? It is or something you just you're like super adulty. <laughs> no, no, like this is something that like you're I supposed to do, especially if you've like spent time in tanning beds and stuff like that. Like, which I had in my past spent some time in tanning beds. So, uh, yeah, and you know, the girl, this girl loves the sun. So, I'm being a real grown up and cool. going to get a skin check tomorrow morning. So, so proud. Is that like, do you know what that process is? Like, is it just like a look at you or is it like true testing yeah. of some sort? No, my understanding is that they just look like every bit of your skin. So, like, cool. so they're even your boobies, even your bits and pieces. Yep. That's what I was going to say. So, I hope it's awkward for you. You're my favorite when you're awkward. Actually, my friend Christina said, could you not do anything weird? (laughs) Okay, well, your friend Kaylee just says, I hope you do something weird. Yeah, right? Different humor skills. I do the weird things, so now I'm like, somebody else does it. No, I do the weird things. I'm just going to try not to do the weird things. I I have high hopes for you. You're going to accomplish this without any awkwardness. I know Thank you. I hope so, too. Uh, so we haven't talked one-on-one in a while without like an event, right? So like, right. We went on a trip, it was into awareness month. So today I feel like it's like been a long time, maybe the first time in 2023 where we just kind of want to talk about living and some yeah. of the things that you like encounter being childless and big sister yeah. talks. Cause I don't feel like yeah. we've done that like, in a minute. A lot of these things we've hit on, like in different episodes but I feel like we've never done like a full episode like dedicated to these specific things yeah so I thought it would be a good idea we are going to be your big sisters um in that childlessness child-free world and we're just going to give some advice so today we're going to talk through some stigmas 
of being childless, childlessness. However, you say this stigmas <laughs> of childless or child-free women. I did. I thought the ness was a little extra, but I wasn't quite sure oh, myself. Childlessness. Okay. <laughs> she 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 just pumps me up. I think you just agree. Um. Yeah, but stigmas associated with it because I think. I think that was such a hard hurdle for me. Is like not like in general, but like each stigma, like as I would define my self-worth, I also felt like I was battling the world's view of me. For sure. And I truly think becoming unbothered in the sense that I didn't care what people think in these stigmas has been very freeing for me personally. Our world that we've grown up in is so parent-centric, so parent-like. You've got to be a parent. You've got to raise kids. Like that's what just what you do. And so I think that there's so much shame associated with not doing those things that it is a real big thing that a lot of us who can't who cannot who have wanted children um specifically have a really hard time working through so this is not necessarily directed at child-free people I mean you're still obviously a lot of them do apply both ways but um I'm speaking from emotional toll of being childless in this yes I'm speaking very much from a childless perspective of like these stigmas and how they've impact how they impact people. 100%. And when I think of stigmas, cause I'm, you know, a uh, low key pretending to be a therapist and hyper analyzing everything all the time. It was comforting for me to kind of like, A, understand I'm not these and we'll talk about some of them in a minute and then come to like, okayness with that. But B, I also needed to understand why people perceived me as such and why it was yeah. such a hard hurdle for them And it was really easy for me to quickly identify like the media, especially in America, the media, the expectations, you know, um, not only of this is what your life should look like, but also any childless aunt in a show was sad and depressed or you're the crazy cat lady, like all the narratives associated to childlessness, not by choice, was very shameful or mean in the media and like you didn't want that type of title associated with yeah, you. Yeah, it's just, there's never so many negative, yeah, there's so many negative connotations associated with not having children and like being a woman particularly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because like not to speak for men, but they don't get it as much. Like no. they just don't. No. So. And I think the other thing that's really good for me to kind of acknowledge is there is a, different lifestyle and the human nature to not understand what's not yours and to reject it because it's not yours. And it's very nice for me to understand that this is a them issue, not me. So if you're upset about like our first one here is more free time. If you're upset about my schedule being flexible or more open or more filled with random events or events I enjoy, that is not a reflection on my worthiness on my production on what I should be doing. That's a reflection on them missing that opportunity in their life or them having yeah. some sort of feeling towards not being able to do that. Yeah. I think a little bit of it is definitely jealousy. Like, but I mean, childless people have also are jealous of your life. Sometimes yeah, they would 100%. Be booked and busy with your children, like a lot of people. So, um, I think it goes both ways, but yeah, there's like a lot of, um, weird like rage towards how much free time people like childless and child-free people have when like we just don't have kids so we can do whatever we want pretty much all the time it's just the way it is it's a little presumptuous of people to assume we have more free time um because I will say my free time 
I'd make full, right? So I'm not even like saying, oh, I'm busy all the time. That's a choice. That's how I fill my free time. But I do think it's not appropriate for them to automatically assume that because for example, a lot of our friends are childless because of a chronic illness that takes up so much time that maybe would equate to the time somebody spends parenting on a weekly basis. Well, I mean, I think the problem with most things is that people assume things like, to be honest, yes, (laughs) I mean, um, and in reality, like, I know that you are busy. Mm -hmm. I'm not like, and I cherish every bit of free time that I have, because this is the life that I've chosen for myself. Like it was not the life that I've chosen, but it is the life I've chosen now. Girl, I take so many naps a week. I got that time. Or I don't get up before like 20 minutes. I have to go to work, which is not good for your stress endorphins. I know coach, but I don't have to take care of another kid. Like I said, there's no time that I treasure it more than when I'm feeling bad, like physically, then I can just do nothing. Like I can't imagine those times having to take care of a human. No, my favorite time is when I'm a hundred percent healthy and happy. And I'm just like, I'm going to take a nap. Yeah. There was, I will say. I will say we had, we have a big music fest in our area one time a year and it's like two miles away from our house, but you can hear, so you can hear it at our house. So Friday night wasn't too bad, but Saturday I was trying to take a nap before <laughs> I went to this concert and was loud. And it was shaking our bedroom walls. And I was like <laughs> real upset. <laughs> I think uh, about fireworks every year. Cause I, I don't like fireworks. Like I just never really enjoyed them. So the fact that like I'm not a fan. I'm like, oh, I'd be so cranky if I had a kid. Yeah, like that. You I would be so mad if my kid, like, especially like an infant, couldn't sleep oh, because people blow things up for three weeks. Yes. Like the one right. day, like, cool. But like Luna the does, week and a half before, why? Why? Luna does not love fireworks because she doesn't like loud noises and it stresses me out. <laughs> like it honestly does. I got really lucky. Uh, Clyde did not care. It was like the first time he was like big enough for me to really know. And yeah dude was out there walking with them going off and like I was like this is so nice taking naps he was totally fine uh B so you just had a niece turn 16 and you absolutely did nothing for her because you're sad and unhappy and you're depressed as an aunt right yeah I'm super depressed and I'm <laughs> miserable um so one of the things that one of the stigmas we had written on here was like unhappy sad aunt like yeah. you feel like you're missing out on having kids when in reality, like I pour much so I pour so much more energy into well, I am able to pour more energy into my nieces and nephews. Um yeah. so yes, my niece turned 16 and my sister did a really cool thing where she took um her to 16 different houses of people <sighs> that have had like an impact on her life. So um so I like decorated my yard and like put yard signs up, you know, said sweet 16, happy sweet 16. I blew balloons up on my porch and literally she was just stopping by for like five, 10 minutes, whatever. And then I had a gift for her. And, um, but she said people did like really cool stuff. Like one lady did like a 15 minute tea party for her. So she had asked like um, her favorite drink and had her drink in like little teacups and like had little finger sandwiches and stuff. So <sighs> It was just such, I think it was such a special way. And I also really appreciate the fact that I'm able to do that. Like I'm able to celebrate her however possible. So I think it's so funny that the narrative behind childless women 
especially if they do the have a privilege of being an aunt or some sort of connection is that like you either hate them so much because you're so depressed that you can't connect with them or that you're so jealous you're like crazy in reality I was a niece before or I was a niece wow I might have brain fog (laughs) me too maybe (laughs) I'm like I'm fidgeting over here I don't even know uh reality is I was an aunt before I was infertile and so those two things have never even slightly correlated to me I've also had nieces since I became infertile or was aware I was infertile and I don't love those little girls anything different right the only thing and I'll be transparent the only thing that rubs me is interacting with some of the adults the children to me were great I love them I don't usually love some of the engagements I'm in where I get I feel like I'm acknowledged as less than or not really a part of the club because I don't have a child at the event like that's like the only area and honestly that's not a me issue that's a them issue now I will say like when and not really with my sisters I not with any of my sisters but like when I was like really in the thick of my infertility I did have a hard time with um like people being pregnant really near me so that was always that was a hard thing for me so but I think that's more of a trigger of like how much you hurt it's never like an issue with them it's like yeah no I'm sad and, and I like, see the thing I've been trying for right yeah, now. Yeah. Yep. Um, so do you hate children? Yes. <laughs> Some, this, I don't know, sometimes. <laughs> so this has been like the weirdest stigma for me. And I, it's one I've gotten the most over the last year um, that I quote unquote don't like children or I hate children now. And I'm, I think it's because I no longer put them on a pedal stool yeah. And I no longer I am obsessed with them that yeah. like, it doesn't mean I hate them. I usually I don't hate think the I ever had that. Like I was never super great with kids. I know we've talked about this. Oh, before. yeah, we have talked about this. Like you weren't. Yeah. yeah. Like I've never, I've never like felt super like nurturing, mothery toward children, except for my nieces and nephews. Like they, they are my babies. Like <laughs> they, they are, but. Um, second mama. Yeah. So that is, um. I don't hate maybe maybe that's why the contrast is so big for me because I was yeah everyone's godmother I was taking that kid from you I was changing the diapers I was babysitting so maybe the fact that it wasn't it was such a dramatic shift like I went from wanting it all to couldn't have it any of it yeah because it hurt so bad and truly honestly one thing I know about my personality now is I do like to emotionally cut I feel like it's like there's something in my brain that says, if it makes you feel bad, go do it and get yeah. through it, be stronger, which in reality, I'm never going to be stronger than my pain. And so instead of acknowledging it or finding a healthy relationship with it for a long time, I did it. And I think I did it in a sense because I knew it would hurt. Yeah. And so that was hard. Cause then I just quit hanging out with kids because I couldn't right. handle it anymore, but no, I love children. I love hanging out with kids. Yeah. I don't like jerk children and I'm not yeah. gonna be around jerk children and the only I'm jerks I like are jerk not jerks. <laughs> <laughs> that that is the biggest thing. I think people don't understand when I'm like, yeah, I don't like that kid. And they're like <laughs> jerk chicken. Oh no, I loved it. <laughs> I just thought we were we're just gonna keep we're gonna go oh, gonna over keep it, it in there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but I really don't love 
kids that are mean and yeah I don't feel obligated to be like oh they're just a kid no they should yeah. not be a bad person yeah or I just don't want to be around them let them just be a yeah. jerk kid over there right I mean there are plenty like that like that I don't want to be around because you're yucky you're yucky and your attitude's bad and um I think a little I mean not not a little bit of that but a lot of that is how they're parented a hundred percent also really I'm judgmental that, too I'm not gonna lie yeah also I'm really grateful that I don't have to deal with that I don't yeah. have to be a parent, parent because I don't know how my kids would be because I don't know I mean I genuinely don't know what kind yeah. of parent I would have been never had to do it I can tell you what kind of dog mom I am and I'm Fantastic. A little bit of a helicopter. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so my thing is like. Seen it in action. <laughs> yeah. I get that every child is learning and they shouldn't have as much cognizance of an adult. But if I want to hang out with a teenager that called me the B word, I'm not going to be around an eight-year-old that that was appropriate to do it. Like there's yeah. bad children out there. So, and then like, honestly, if I'm not hanging out with somebody and their children are fantastic I love those little creatures if I'm not hanging out with them I don't like parents yeah it's okay you don't have to like everyone you don't you don't it's okay if you hate kids also like if you're child free and that was your choice for not if you're child free because you hate children I am so freaking proud of you right like that's a responsible decision a hundred percent if you don't like kids like why would you have kids um medical issues we kind of hit on like we are both extremely grateful for the extra time that we have yeah uh, due to and because of our medical issues like because of having chronic illnesses like we both have more time to take care of ourselves yep I mean but assuming that everyone is childless because they can't have kids is also not correct yeah I don't like that especially for my kid free friends out there like yeah the weirdness that they always get well you can't it's yeah. it's the equivalent to I am infertile I can't have a child so why didn't you adopt like it's that yeah. equivalent to downplaying a decision there are also plenty of childless by circumstance people that have not for a number of other reasons yeah. like not necessarily medical not necessarily their health like there's tons of other reasons for stuff. So yeah, I think that's a crappy stigma. Or like, why didn't you do IVF again? I don't know. Cause it's financially ruining people. Yeah. That's 100%. a valid decision for me. And it's a valid decision for many people I connect with that they can't yeah. afford to do it again. Also, none of your business is an appropriate response. <laughs> so you put down viewed less favorably. And I wanted to know what sense you thought about that. Cause I like, have a whole spiel on what I, that relates to for me. I, my thought was just that I feel like in our society, there is this stigma that women without children are less than in any, in some way, shape or form, like they haven't reproduced. So they're less than. You can never understand. No. So that would, that was my, my thought process there. I think it's, to me, it's crazy how much this one relates to almost every aspect of my healing. Like I would, I felt like I was looked down upon in my family. I felt like I've been left out of conversations at social gatherings because I couldn't understand it. Um, Work. I feel like there's been times in my career because of my non motherhood that I've been expected to do things because I I don't get the right, right. To be home with the children. Um, I also find it very interesting on how this is perceived in a dating sense so somebody for sure who is a woman and fertile usually is seemed as a more 
optimal partner, which it, yeah. it's good and bad, right? Because you can't live a childlessness or child-free life with somebody who wants to have children. You just can't. It's not, yeah. it's, you can't. <laughs> and yeah. you shouldn't. It's not fair to them either. But it's interesting how it plays into the, the appealingness of you, yeah. like in such I, a deep. I have a lot of issues with that, just for yeah. the record. Let's go. I mean, obviously. One of my biggest issues is I do believe that it is right to be on the same page. Like, yeah, if you both want kids, if you don't want kids, like, I just don't think you should like be fetishious. There you go with it. Like, I it shouldn't be a secret. No, 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 absolutely should not be a secret. But I also think like you have to have some understanding. Like, if one of you cannot, that it has to be okay. Yeah, like, like you have to make sure that if you're looking for a partner or whatever, that that is a real conversation. What if one of us cannot reproduce? Like, I think it should be a conversation for everyone. And I also think it's pretty, like, I'm going to throw out there, it's very sexist because oh, for sure. there is no guarantee your stuff works partner. That's so, what I'm saying. Like, I think it needs to go both ways. Like, like as, you know, the, what in this case, a woman partner, saying like if if his sperm is not adequate <laughs> like, like what what are, what are you gonna do what what are you okay with are you okay with not having kids or are you gonna get a sperm donor like there's so many things not saying that these are first date like no topics, but I think they're I think very they're, they're just as important of like finances and how you would parent together yeah, and religion, all I mean a whole slew of things but like and that's not something that I would have ever thought about because I want you know I thought that's what I wanted I thought I wanted to have kids or whatever so I found it really interesting because we were quote-unquote slow cooking the the fertility thing was like my mindset was like oh we're just doing it slow it'll come like never thought I wasn't going to become a mom right so we had a lot of in-depth conversations about like would we do this type of testing if this test did this how do we feel about this and like worked through some traumatic decisions that I thought we would all of course agree on and we didn't yeah I never once thought about what about if it doesn't happen right yeah and I wish I had approached that in the exact same mindset of like being productive and having these conversations and taking the privilege of like not being surprised by pregnancy yeah um because when I was coming to terms with my loss and my infertility I was begging for a divorce because I felt so guilty that you're broken go go find somebody else and go have a family leave me go find somebody else and go have a family at this point the only testing had been on my end so I I don't even know if it was a two-person factor right totally possible I felt so much guilt about not being able to provide this that I was begging for somebody to go find somebody else solely for that purpose right um so it's interesting that I never even once thought about that but then again, going back to media and everything else, I really never saw anyone portrayed without children. Right. Hindsight. I mean, and, like that was not something that I thought would happen in my life because like all of my sisters had no issue. My mom has, you know, we've, there's six yeah. of us. Like I was kind of blindsided by it. However, I'm grateful that my husband was always okay with not like, yeah that was an okay thing for us. And um, I feel like that's a little bit of a blessing where women identify so much with motherhood that it's part of their core identity. Men, a lot of the time, not all men, um, but a lot of time men don't really think about that stuff until they're there. 
And I don't yeah. think they have as much of emotional attachment to the what ifs. Yeah, I think there are some that like that is their definitely their some. dream, whatever. But um, I was really fortunate to be in a position where we did. I mean, we probably didn't talk about it until like you know four years into my infertility or whatever. Yeah. Like, what? Okay, should we stop? Like, when do you yeah. stop? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, childless women are usually looked at being greedy or selfish. I am selfish. I will never ever ever deny care. that. So yeah. you can keep calling me that if you want. <laughs> Again, I'll remind the world that selfish is a positive term and only in our media and our culture do we deem you taking care of yourself as a bad thing. So nope. sure I am. I went and got nope. my brows done after work. Um, I'm selfish with my time. I'm selfish with my finances. I'm extremely selfish. Man, I'm selfish with my food. Like I'm yep. not doing anything. <laughs> this this <Right>. is me. <laughs> yeah. I'm selfish with taking care of myself. I'm, I am. I'm so- very All selfish. All of it. Yep. Uh, less fulfilled. I think that's one that I believed a little too much. I thought my life would never equate to honestly worth living. And we've talked about my suicidal ideation a lot on this podcast. Um, man, I'm so fulfilled. I even sent a group message to the group through this week when I signed my first person up for my pilot program. I was like, I have never felt more right. Like I have so never happy. felt more happy with what I'm doing with my life. Who knows? Maybe parenthood would have never given me that. And it definitely wouldn't have given me this opportunity. So, yep, I agree. I'm extremely fulfilled. (laughs) Okay. So this next one. Yes. I clearly had just watched. I'm saying I haven't watched it. So I'm going to let you take the lead because I have so much interest on this. I had clearly just watched Shiny Happy People, the Duggar, um, unraveling the Duggar secrets, whatever. So one of the things I put on here specifically was it's shamed in some cultures and I guess cultures is probably not the right word religions I mean cult I mean it's a cult yeah so So, um, honestly I think I think it's really widespread the shame it is the shame is but um it was really interesting because I just listened uh, like right before that like a few weeks before that whatever to Ginger Duggar one of the daughter's books and she had specifically said in there like basically if you were not reproducing if you were not adding to the church you were you were it was looked down upon and like she said she had to unlearn that um your worth was not tied to your motherhood obviously I'm you know yeah captioning whatever this is Uh, paraphrasing paraphrasing thank you (laughs) she just like clapped her hands and we got there smashing it yeah I do think especially in religious aspects there's there's a lot of shame for those who can't reproduce um the pope last year said that your only purpose is to have children and quit acting which is weird because i thought that was ironic (laughs) as heck yes i did um i even i don't know if you remember this it was probably four or five months ago i kind of got into it somewhere online because he was like women fulfill your purpose have children and i was like the f what purpose if you want no. to, cool. But that's my responsibility. Um, we had a group chat this week about women not only fulfilling and feeling like they have to have children, but then also this social stigmas of women's social circles should only revolve around children while the men get to walk yeah. away as well. Like there's a lot of like, stigmas and shame. Yeah, if you're like not- women feeding the children when they're out and like taking care of them and perfect you know doing all the food and cleaning up and whatever while the men are just able to stand around and have drinks is what yeah the the conversation was was. it goes down to um paternity leave is a more common thing these days 
Yeah. But like at my work still, it's only maternity. It's only women. Yeah. There's a lot of the world is built out for that being your purpose. And honestly, I'm going to be a hot take here on a personal level. That makes me highly irritated because our society is built out with the concept that the women's going to leave the workforce and go take care of us. And it's a huge yeah. part to like why women make less money and things like that. And as a childless woman who is putting in all the time, I'm like, get your stigmas out of me. <laughs> like, I don't want them. No means no. <laughs> While we're talking about that, like women in the workforce or whatever, I was just also, I saw a reel the other day that popped up that was a woman's real life daycare bill. Have you seen this one? No. And she had two kids in daycare and it was like $3,500 a month. Yeah. And I was like, there are, how, how do you live? Like, what do you do? Because yeah. you either have to choose between, basically a lot of them have to choose between working or sending your kid to daycare. Yeah. And then like, you're only having one income and. Oh, it's you know, crazy. The, yeah. And the cost of raising a child is going up. Like those stats make me yeah. so happy to not have children. Cause I'm like, wow physically I cannot imagine and like having to send them to college like there's so many things like that you just blindly have have a child I have legitimately have like shock and I I've had these conversations and maybe it's not my place I've definitely never started these conversations but like young 20 year olds who are trying to buy their first home and yeah. trying to get married and trying to get pregnant and doing all three things in a year with a job that's not going to pay that right in our parents day and age let me just get a little factual for you in our parents day and age the average household cost to buy a new home was two times your salary today in 2023 it's eight times your salary to own a home that is just your home that's not talking about groceries that's not talking about daycare that's not talking about school sports cars college tuition and when our income is going down and so people are not even recognizing that you financially are never going to enjoy your life after your child because you're never going to get out of your hole. And like, well, yeah, like I wanted kids. lives in debt. I mean, the society just lives in debt and crazy. It, it is crazy. It really genuinely also, like, is. How do you not have mad anxiety? Like I'm trying to explain to somebody, Hey, yes. don't buy that house because you're trying to get pregnant. You would be smarter to keep your $600 a month rent that's unheard of here like keep that opportunity yeah again I saw, no one's gonna care I saw a I just spend my time on Instagram so I did see a reel today that was like um if your income is this this is how much house you should buy the amount of house that it said we should have for our income I was like that would make me sick to my stomach I would I would be frightened to make that payment every month like yeah. it was like something look crazy like we should have a four hundred thousand dollar house and I was like oh oh should we <laughs> I went to a house yesterday that was oh my god gorgeous like gorgeous it's it's kind of what I would have went to next right just a little bit newer a little bit more modern than mine the floor plan just a little bit richer right yeah. I don't even know if square foot it's bigger but you know the richer floor plan <laughs> than the older houses and I literally left there for a second like just so in love with the actual house design and I was like yeah but you don't want that <laughs> like oh I would downsize in a heartbeat now I'm bougie enough to like enjoy my home and enjoy its 
opportunities, the things that it provides me that I'm not going to downsize and give up my happiness with my home. My home is my safe haven, but like going bigger and better just because society tells me I'm should, I'm like, uh, no, we have a little house. We, we genuinely do. And actually I think I would be a hundred percent fine with our square footage if it was set up differently. Yeah. Like uh, we have a Cape Cod, so we like don't really use our upstairs. So we basically live in like, I would say like 600 square feet. Like our main level is like 600 square feet. Um, so if it was set up differently, I would be a hundred percent fine with our, um, house. However, I do want a little bit more space just away from our neighbors at least. Yeah. Um, so there are, there are definitely things that we will eventually probably move into a different house. However, I appreciate my tiny little our tiny little house payment. <laughs> like, So I appreciate that because it lets you live. But I also appreciate the fact that you just said you would change your floor plan. It just dawned on me. I think our houses are built out for family structures. And what we would do is add more space to the rooms that we exist in. A hundred percent. Yes. Yep. Like you're absolutely right. My dream right now is to build a shoust and with a little bit of land, not much, but enough that I don't have to see my neighbor right next to me. And like, you've been to my house. I have a pretty luxurious yard situation yeah, for the city. Yeah. There's other areas that like you're a foot apart, right? But I would, I want to shout because I want that one level open plan where I have a laundry room, but dog washing station and a mud room and combined. Yeah. I want a kitchen that's open four pan to a yeah, living same. room because I just want to, I, I I live in one room, yeah. you know, yes. I don't like my kitchen, my living room. rooms. My kitchen, my living room, and my bedroom, I just would like them to be a little bit bigger. Yeah. And then I always say, I want a two-bedroom where maybe the masters are like a little bit bigger, preferably just bougier. Yeah. Like to have a guest room that's just as big. So it's a multi-purpose room. That is my guest room and my office because I don't need a bed all the time. Yeah. And now I get told, you need at least three rooms for resale. I'm like, I don't care. I'm going to die. <laughs> right. Like our, whatever, wherever we move next, I want that to be like our, our end house. Like that, that is where I want it to end. So this is another random kidless thing. Uh, as we age, because I think one area, and we talked about this a lot, Katie, is there's not a lot of people in like the next age group that's super active in the kidless, childless communities And it's really weird because I'm starting to kind of come into some areas where I'm like, oh, I have no idea what I think about that. I don't know anybody that's gone through that as without children. One of the things I think is really interesting is like your assets you leave and like who that actually falls to. And so I was having a conversation the other day and I was like, wow, I just realized like this could fall on my niece's shoulders. And so there, where I wasn't like really that worried, which I, I strive to live as debt-free as possible. Now it's like, okay, yeah. well, are there alternatives that like I can have an estate which will automatically sell it and then the profit goes somewhere rather than, yeah. oh my God, you either have to make this house yeah, payment or sell it, it, right? So it's kind of yeah. interesting. I mean, parents should probably be doing that too, but like, I don't feel like I have anybody that's going to be solely responsible for it. So I'm not yeah. gonna put it on somebody's shoulders, which goes really well into your next topic about how no one will take care of us as we age. Yes. So that is obviously <laughs> a big stigma that we all hear. And I mean, who, again, who is going to guarantee that your children are going to take care of you when you're older? I know many that don't. Many. And I know many that I don't think should. You're right. I 
I mean, I agree both ways there. One of the facts I had on here was yeah. um, studies that are showing are showing that people without children are generally happier than people with children in the U.S. And I believe that to be true. I think it's probably extremely hard to raise a kid in this country. I also think that's why I'm so passionate about coaching and things like that. Cause I feel like if we had less stigma, better resources for dealing with your sadness, when you come to the terms of childlessness or infertility, if we could just help them bridge that gap and heal, you can get happy really quick. And I think that's the biggest perk of our lifestyle is my only goal every single day is to be happy, yeah. but it reduces a lot of stress. I'm, I'm not tied to a job. As long as I'm saving, if I had to make a change last minute, I can, I can go travel. I can have hobbies. I can just truly enjoy my life. We don't have the, the physical, the financial stress, the, the mental stress of wondering where your kid is all the time, or if yeah. you're doing it right. I mean, and there's don't stuff. get me wrong. Parents say it's so worth it in the end. And I'm sure it is. Sure. But the fact that I don't have to live for another human period is a yeah. privilege. I, I can see it. And then once you get past that sad point, man, life's kind of fun. Like it, fun. it really is. Well, that being said, what has this been? This has been the best episode yet of the Nacho Mama pod. Bye. Bye.